0: Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is your home site for this podcast, and there you're going to find articles about the things we discuss here. You're going to find connections to our message boards. You're going to find connections to our chat rooms. You're going to find connections to our Facebook pages yeah it's pretty cool go over there check us out we even have an advertiser over there who offers free tv that's F R E E T V. tv free tv free movies no strings attached no apps to buy no plugins to buy no consoles to buy nothing no strings all you have to do is register on the site cost you zero zero dinero. So go over there, check it out, scroll to the bottom of the page at famousapple.com, click on that advertiser, you'll see it, it's marked free movies, free TV, and check it out. It's worth it, it's free, and I'm always looking for something that's free. Free is good, right? Hey, we have a good one for you today. Before we start with anything, I want to tell you about a warning that's out there, and this is important to our community, that's for sure. especially if you're receiving Social Security disability. There seems to be letters uh, coming out through the mail. They look like official letters from the Department of Social Security, and they give this information in the letter, and it has your name, and it has your address. But then the rest of the information on the letter is wrong, such as your Social Security number and your date of birth, And they want you to call them. They give you a number to call and tell you that if you don't correct any mistakes on this page, that your account could be lost and any payments that you receive could be lost. So they want you to call and redo all this information with them. The whole thing is is that it's a hoax. They're looking to get your information. So don't fall for that. As a matter of fact, if you do get a letter from them, contact your local social security office right away. And if you can... Give them that letter. It's very important. That's a scam. So don't fall for it. Don't call them. Don't give anybody any information like that over the phone. Nobody. I just wanted to start with that. I wanted to make sure that's out there. I seen it. Uh, actually, I seen it as well on Facebook. They have they have a, a warning going around on Facebook about it as well. So it's a big thing. I know some people in the five boroughs in New York City that have received these letters. So just watch your mail. Watch out for it. Don't get upset if you see it. Call. <laughs> don't call the numbers that are on that on that letter. Call your local social security office right away if you receive this letter. Okay? Don't call the number that's on the letter. Please, don't. All right. But Let me ask you now. How you feeling? How was your holiday? How was Halloween? Did you have a good time? You have a lot of trick-or-treaters come to your house? Did you get dressed up? <laughs> oh boy, I, I I tell you what, I love Halloween. I do. I, I I love the whole thing with the horror movies on TV and the horror stories. I love it all. Love it all. Always have. I think there's something very cool about that time of year that everyone can kind of like drop their guard and be a jerk kind of, you know, you can dress up as you want and you can be a kid. You can be a kid. You can Scare yourself. There's something about it. But what's even more fun, and it's like any holiday, when you had the little kids and they're running around in their costumes and they're getting candy. It's it's just such a cool time of the year. This whole time of the year, like from from here through new, through New Year's now. This is like a really cool time of the year, especially for the kids. And if they're in school, even more so. Because now they're looking at, well, I got Thanksgiving vacation coming up. And then Christmas vacation. Whoa! It seems like the school year lasts forever until Christmas comes. But this is like a magical time of the year for the kids. Unfortunately, unfortunately for us... For the adults, this becomes a kind of stressful time of the year, and you know it's bad enough that as that we're disabled, being disabled is stressful enough. You know we've discussed that before. The trying to trying to come to terms with with life as a disabled person can be real stressful, and as time goes on, you see it yourself. As time goes on, you become able to handle it a little bit better, but then when the when the holidays come in. Man, sometimes it could be like a punch to the gut and it brings back that stress. And the whole thing is, is we have to find ways not to let that happen. We have to find ways to deal with that. And there was a study put out. It's in the medical news today about how stress does affect our brain. Stress affects our whole body, but it does affect our brain and we can't let it. I want to I wanna just read this to you. It's from Medical News Today, like I said. How does stress affect your brain? Regular exposure to stress can affect our physical and mental health, but how does it actually affect our brains? One new Harvard medical study answers that question. Stress, especially when experienced on a regular basis, takes a significant toll on our minds and bodies. It can make us feel more irritable and constantly tired, and impacts our ability to focus. Chronic stress can also interfere with our sleep patterns, appetite, libido, and it can also exasperate a range of health conditions. These include diabetes, heart disease, gastrointestinal problems. One study... That Medical News Today covered earlier this year, in fact, saw that even minor levels of distress can increase a person's risk of chronic disease. What impact does stress have on the brain in, in psychological and cognitive terms? Researchers from Harvard School of Boston in Boston, Massachusetts, have explored this question and reported their answer in the Medical Journal of Neurology. The stress hormone affects memory. In their study, researchers worked with participants with an average age of 49 and no diagnosis of dementia. At baseline, the investigators asked each participant to undergo a psychological exam. They also assessed each patient's memory and thinking abilities. For the purpose of the study, they assessed these abilities again after the average period of eight years. Furthermore, at the beginning of the study, all volunteers provided blood samples. The team collected them in, in the morning and after an appropriate fasting period so that the blood tests were results were accurate. Specifically, researchers were interested in measuring the participant's level of blood cortisol, which is a hormone released chiefly in response to stress. After assessing the cortisol levels, the investigators divided the participants into groups according to their results. They categorized the participants as having high, middle, or low levels of cortisol, where middle levels corresponded to the normal cortisol level range of 10.8 to 15.8 micro Per deciliter, the researchers found that these people with high levels of blood cortisol had much poorer memory when compared with peers with normal cortisol levels. Importantly, impaired memory were present in these individuals even before obvious symptoms of memory loss set in. These results remained consistent even after the investigators had adjusted for relevant modifying factors such as age, sex, smoking habit, and body mass index, BMI. Cortisol affects many different functions, notes the study author from Harvard Medical School, so it's important to fully investigate how high levels of the hormone may affect the brain. It's important to find ways to reduce stress. Also, to 2018 participants agreed to undergo MRI scans so that researchers could measure their brain volumes. This allowed the researchers to confirm that persons with higher cortisol levels also tended to have lower total brain volume. Those in the high cortisol group had an average total cerebral brain volume of 88.5% of the total cranial volume versus 88.7% of the total cranial volume in people of regular cortisol. Cortisol levels. As for low cortisol levels, the researchers found no links at all between this and the person's memory or their brain volume. Our research detected many memory loss and brain shrinkage in middle-aged people before symptoms started to show, said the author. So it's important for people to find ways to reduce stress, such as getting enough sleep, engaging in moderate exercise, incorporating relaxation techniques in their daily lives, or asking their doctor doctor about cortisol levels and taking a cortisol-reducing medication if needed. It is important for physicians to counsel all people with higher cortisol levels, he adds. Still, the researchers admit that their study does does have some limitations, such as the fact that only measured participants' blood cortisol levels once, which may not be representative of their long-term exposure to this hormone. Moreover, they note that most of the study participants were European descent, which means that the findings may not accurately reflect the effects of distress on all populations. It's something to consider. It's something to discuss with your doctor, the cortisol levels. Just something... I just wanted to give that to you, something of note, something to bring to your doctor and, and ask about, especially this time of year when stress is so rampant. And again, like I said, we have stress in our lives to begin with as disabled people. Again, work with your doctor on this. You've, you've seen commercials about cortisol levels, and it makes you, makes you put on belly fat and all this other stuff. The last thing we need in our life is more stress and now knowing that stress can affect our brains in adverse ways it's not just an emotional thing it it can cause physical damage you have to let your doctor know if you're feeling stressed. You know, sometimes you can tell just by looking at someone if they're stressed out. You can tell by their facial expressions and whatnot. But other times you can't. People have a good way of holding it inside of them. But if you're feeling stressed, even if you're feeling the slightest bit stressed, let your doctor know this. This way he can help you. Maybe he he can give you some ways to get rid of stress physically. Maybe he can give you medication if it's necessary. If you have ways of dealing with stress in your life, share it with us. This way, we can put it on the podcast and share it with other listeners. We can help each other get through this stressful time in our life. That's what we're here for, to help each other. All right, let's move on a little bit here. I have another... Report from Social Security. I, I'm kind of surprised that this only came out yesterday. It was posted yesterday, October 31st, 2018, by Jim Borland. He's the actor, acting deputy commissioner for communications for Social Security. But here it goes. In October, we observed National Disability Employment Awareness Month, or NDEAM, in the United States. For more than 70 years, NDEAM has promoted disability inclusion. in in the workforce and celebrates the contributions of workers with disabilities this year's theme america's workforce empowering all is near and dear to all of us at social security we are with you throughout life's journey and as we've said before we understand that for millions of people work is more than a source of income it's a part of who they are it gives them purpose pride, and another connection with their fellow Americans. While many of our beneficiaries have disabilities and are unable to work, we know that some may want to try. If you're ready to return to the workforce or work for the first time, we can help. Our work incentive rules make it possible for people with disabilities to work and still receive monthly benefits and Medicare or Medicaid. For disability beneficiaries, Work incentives include a trial work period, an extended period of eligibility for Medicare coverage, and more. For supplemental security income recipients, work incentives include work-related expenses if you are blind, earned income exclusions, educational training exclusions, and in many states, continued coverage under Medicaid. Read our Ticket to Work blog, particularly our posts on Work Incentive Wednesdays, or The Red Book, a guide to work incentives for more information. Being prepared is the key for success. Our Ticket to Work program offers beneficiaries with disabilities access to meaningful employment with the assistance of employment service providers called Employment Networks. Employment Networks prepare you for workforce. Our beneficiaries get help finding a job and staying employed, as well as receive instructions on their wage reporting responsibilities to Social Security. Learn more about our Ticket to Work program to see if it works for you. Improving our Work Incentives program to better support the work efforts of people with disabilities is important to us. We are collaborating with other parties like the Department of Labor and the Department of Health and Human Services to test new programs that can help individuals remain in the workforce after acquiring a disability. We are testing simpler work options to our current work incentives to encourage disability beneficiaries to work. These tests rely on volunteers. Learn about these demonstration projects, and look for your chance to participate. Remember that Social Security is here to help you secure today and tomorrow. You can help us empower all by sharing this information with your families and friends. Well, that's pretty cool. If you'd like to get more information about this program or any of the other programs available from Social Security, go over to www.ssa.gov. And don't forget to sign up for my social security account. This way here, you get all this information right to you. It comes directly to you. But we'll continue to share it right here on the podcast as well. All right, let's let's take a bit of a break here. On the other side, we're going to be discussing one more study from Medical News Today. It's about how too much iron may raise the risk of certain strokes. That's right. Too much iron in your blood may cause strokes. And uh, we also have some letters from listeners here of the podcast that I want to share with you. So we we still have an action-packed second set here. So stick around. We'll be back in uh, two shakes of a lamb's tail. 30 seconds. I'll see you on the other side. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute. Go over. Visit www.famousapple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. Now, I know you miss me. Don't lie. (laughs) I don't know about you, but whenever I go to the doctor and he sends me for a blood test, I always request a copy of the results of the blood test. I have every blood test. I have results for every blood test I've ever taken. Now, you might say, well, that's overkill. What do you need that for? Well, you know what? I like to discuss the the blood test with my doctor. I learn a lot that way. And this next study that I'm going to read you. This isn't something that should concern you or overly concern you, but it's something next time you have a blood test, go over your results with your doctor and ask him about your iron levels in your blood. This study comes from Medical News Today. It says... Too much iron may raise the risk of certain strokes. The risk of having a stroke, particularly the kind that results from a blood clot or other obstacle traveling from the heart, appears to be greater in people who have higher levels of iron, according to recent research. Scientists from the Imperial College of London in the United Kingdom examined stroke risk in people for whom they had information on their levels of iron, whether they had their genetic differences that altered their iron status. This yielded evidence suggesting that those with genetically determined higher iron levels were at greater risk of having a stroke, they note in a report on the study that now features in the journal Stroke. In addition, it seems that this effect is driven by an increased risk of cardioembolic stroke, a type of stroke in which the blood vessel supplying the brain is blocked due to an obstruction that has traveled from the heart. The study authors caution, however, that people should not use these findings as a reason to try and alter their iron levels, and they call for further research to confirm their results and also find out why iron may have this effect. This is an early stage finding, notes the lead study author Dr. Gill from the School of Public Health at Imperial College London, and we would certainly not recommend that patients at risk of stroke reduce their iron intake as at it It has many crucial roles in the body, cardioembolic stroke and iron status. According to the World Health Organization, the WHO, around 15 million people have a stroke every year. Of these, 5 million die as a result, another 5 million will be disabled for the rest of their lives. In the United States, more than 795,000 people have a stroke every year, and about 140,000 die, accounting for 1 out of 20 deaths. The majority of strokes are ischemic type, which occur when the blockage in a blood vessel has stopped oxygen and nutrient-rich blood from reaching the affected part of the brain. Cardio Stroke accounts for notable proportion of ischemic strokes and is often linked to a heart condition called arterial fibrillation, wherein the heart beats irregularly and often faster than normal. Iron has many uses in the body, the main one being to carry oxygen in red blood cells. The authors explain that studies have examined links between iron levels and stroke risk, but the results have been conflicting. Some studies, for example, have tied raised risk of stroke to low levels of iron, while others have tied it to high levels of iron. In addition, there have also been studies that have found... No link at all. Okay, so what does that tell you? Why, why are we reading this to you? What that tells you is when you go for your blood test, bring this up to your doctor. See what he says. Okay, your doctor is the, is the final authority on your blood test. You should have a normal level of iron in your blood. And like I said, I keep the results of every test I go for. I think it's important to have it. This way, if you do go to another doctor, you have the results, you can bring them there. When you go for a second opinion, if you go for a second opinion. And moving right along here, I got two letters I want to answer today. One is from a John Frawley from Hanna, Pennsylvania. And he asks me, what is the location of the house that I spoke about in my story on the 30th. The K House is Haunted. He thinks he knows exactly where the house is. And he wants to know if it's in a certain community. Oh, let me tell you this, John. I don't want to name the community on the podcast if you if you think you know the name of the community and you think you know the number of the house send it to me and if you're right I'll let you know okay let's do it that way uh yeah I don't want to give out numbers and exact addresses of any place I don't want to affect neighbors or interfere with anybody else's life but if you think you know it send it to me and if you're right I'll let you know there's no problem with that, I also have another letter here from Frank, also of Toby Hanna, Pennsylvania, wants to know if the story was true. Frank, absolutely, positively, 100% true. As a matter of fact, I left out some things because well, of lack of time, but I can tell you there are certain things that happened in that house. That will stay with me for the rest of my life. That'll stay with my wife for the rest of her life. That'll stay with family members for the rest of their lives. I'll tell you one thing that I didn't tell you in the story. We had that that stereo in there. And that stereo kept on turning on by itself. Yes, and there was one night that it happened, and it totally freaked me out. It was it was pouring rain outside, and it just totally freaked me out. I was in the house by myself. I unplugged it, and I I had pulled it away from the wall to unplug it, and I, I was upstairs watching TV, and I heard a noise downstairs, and I happened to look down. Now I didn't hear the the radio didn't go on or anything like that, but the dial the dial on the radio would light up when it was turned on. And when I looked down, the dial on the radio was lit up. It There's just just so many things that happened in that house that scared the daylights out of me. But you know what? It made me more interested in finding out about ghosts and the afterlife and whatnot. But yes, 100%, 100% it was true. So there you have it. All right. Thank you very much for stopping by this week. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope you're feeling better than you did last week. I hope you're feeling better than you did yesterday. I hope you're feeling better than you did this morning. And I want to remind you, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody striving to get where you're at right at this minute. So remember that. And also, if you have any techniques that you use to relieve stress send them to me at admin at famousapple.com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N at famousapple.com or leave them right here in the comment box and we'll share them on the podcast so other people, other listeners can hear. And maybe you'll help somebody else, help them get through this, this stressful time of the year. Okay, thank you very much again for stopping by. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself, relax meditate. (laughs) I will talk to you the beginning of next week. Have have a good one, my friends. This is Jimmy Apple and an apple a day. Thanks for listening to an apple a day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.